episode. I'm Paul. I'm Kirk. Hey, Kirk. How are you? Paul, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I don't have to know. I'm an adult. This is America. People say, how are you? They're not really looking for an answer. Yeah. It's just saying hi. Oh, wait. Then I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Great. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All these years, finally. Just like, fine. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. See no. ya. <laughs> See ya. All right. Well, I'll call you later. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard this, but as of this recording... Mm-hmm. Purple Rain is going to be a Broadway musical. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Because there are no original things anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Just make take a thing that take everyone thing loves. That, that everyone knows. From years ago and make it a musical. Make it a musical. And I'm a little disappointed because, of course, who fucking cares? Don't do that. But I'm also a little mad because I'm like, are you going to get a guy that... Playing guitar, mm-hmm. playing piano, mm-hmm. can dance in heels and is short. Because <laughs> if you can, then I'm here for it. If not, then fuck off. Even if you can, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna defer to you as yeah. the Prince expert between the two of us. If Prince were alive, would he go along with this? No, no, no. It's, yeah, I really his, wouldn't think so. It's, it's, it's his, his. He no, he left his estate in. Uh, just shambles because yeah. he didn't have a will, and so it's, how does Prince not have? A, come on, Prince. Just, I don't know. He just like left it in shambles. Yeah. So it's basically his family running it, and I mean, part of me goes, I don't blame you. The family's gonna be like, someone's gonna make a musical. Let's get paid and let's do it. But I guarantee he'd be like, not because he'd be like it's a sellout, because he'd be like, who's gonna play me? Who's gonna do it? That's the thing. I yeah. mean, look, I still. I, Somebody's going to make a musical, so let's get paid. To me, is not a valid I'm, reason. I'm okay. But even that. if it is, it's like, yeah, I just think creatively, yeah. Prince would be like, no, this is bullshit. Yeah. And it's, if he's not involved, don't do that. Yeah. Like, not, ugh. It's, it's very, it's a little icky. Yeah. And like, I'm if like, you want to make Mean Girls the musical and Tina Fey says fine, that's yeah. fine. But I don't know. With Prince, it just seems way icky. We all know Prince would be like, uh, this, it's not going to work. Right. He, he would have been like, you know what? It's not going to work. Let me write you a musical. That'll be probably But that's what weird. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. He, I don't think he would want to do that either. But the, I mean, one thing that we know about Prince is like quality control is everything with that guy. Yeah. And like, don't do, if you want to release stuff from his vaults. Yeah. Uh, he probably wouldn't love it, but okay. At least it's his stuff. Yeah. But if you're making a new creative thing. Yeah. Out of his work that he has no control over. Yeah. With Prince in particular, that feels like yeah. real bullshit. And either way, yeah. if you're just doing like, we're going to be, we're going to honor this movie and we're going to do just the movie as it is. I go, I don't fucking need to see it. I don't need, I don't need to see Purple Rain being done in Purple Rain. Yeah. And then you're like, oh no, we're going to reinterpret it and add additional music. Fuck you, you are. Well, I guess, I mean, is it, is it, it uh, yeah, I guess it'll be a pure. You would have to be, you think. Maybe they're adding songs from Purple Rain that were unreleased because of the B-sides. There's some B-sides and shit yeah, like that, yeah. so maybe they will. But, like, overall, I was just like, mm, this is going to suck. Is this better or worse than a jukebox musical featuring Prince songs? It's worse. Yeah. It should just be a jukebox musical. Like, yeah. here's a guy who can do Prince. You're going to sing some songs. Right. Or it's even like. You know, because a jukebox musical is like a whole original book that doesn't necessarily have to do with the artist, but just uses their songs. Yeah. 
which is like, okay, so it's Prince's music that's like unfucked with and yeah. you're building a story around it. Oh yeah, I'd rather do that. I would rather do I would rather see that than like you're just gonna have someone else play the kid yeah. and like be Prince. Yeah. Gross. It's gross. Yeah. But like I love the stuff from remember years ago they did a Fella Cootie musical about Fella. I don't no. know if you're a fella. I don't know who Fella Cootie is. I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't bother me if someone's playing Fella, but with just knowing how strict Prince yeah. was about protecting his own product. Yeah. He got it, mad that Radiohead did uh did his creep. He did creep from Radiohead. Yeah. And they got mad when they posted it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he wasn't always reasonable. No. But he was strict. Exactly. And it just feels impossible that he would think this is a great idea. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. the big thing. That being said, I'd like to audition for the part of Jerome. <laughs> I think I'm of age and yeah. appropriate. Um, I'm not sure about that, but how would you feel about being a white guy in audience? Would th- I think there's white guy door. Uh, I'm not big enough to be white guy doorman. Maybe yeah. white guy in audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. but just I, like a fan. Just a fan. They cast you as just like a guy on stage. Yeah. Being like, yay. Look at me. I am going crazy. Yeah, I'm going nuts. Yeah. yeah. But that was my news. Yeah, that's, uh, wow, what a yeah. bummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's just sit with that I, for a while. Yeah, I just feel bad. Yeah, life sucks. <laughs> well, it's not your fault. No. Hey, let's uh, do Trading Card Corner. Fuck yeah, it's been a minute. It's, it's, we'll, I'll give you something. You'll walk away with something. Yeah. A present, and that'll make us feel better. I like better. presents. And we haven't done Trading Card Corner in a while. A long while. And I still have so many packs uh, <laughs> of... Pro, st- Pro Set Superstars Music Cards. I will never remember the name no. of that. And the year is... 90. 90. 1990. This now, is now 34 years ago. Oh, God. It's so bad. <laughs> but also, it's funny to now because... And it doesn't bug me. I find it fascinating of like... We've done so many of these. I'm like, hey, which are going to be the repeats because they're lazy? We are starting to get doubles. Which I like. That's, me that's like. part of trading cards. Yes. Is you have doubles. You go through a pack. Got yeah. it. Got it. Need it. Need yep. it. Got it. Got it. Um, so, yeah. I've got this. Right. I don't even need to shuffle. This is coming straight no. out of the way. But I'll give you the first pick. All right. I haven't seen these. What did you got? What'd you first got? pick is... <laughs> oh, this is a repeat. Is it? And it's okay. Maxi Priest... Is that a repeat? Okay. I think. Maxi Maybe there Priest. are multiple Maxi Priest cards. <laughs> uh, I just want to be loved by you, right? Uh, no. Born in England, the reggae singer Maxi Priest has received acclaim on both sides of the Atlantic for his novel blending of reggae with other pop forms. Yeah. His rendition of Cat Stevens' song Wild World, Barf, made the top 25 charts. His latest album, Bonafide, features a variety of styles, including balance, ballads and dances. Sure. Albums, but, You're Safe, 1985, Intentions, 1986, Maxi, 1988, Bonafide. I thought he did a song close to you. I thought he did. Were you barfing all versions of uh, Wild World? Yes. Or just, nah, all of them. Cat Stevens rules. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But the, I mean, look, I am not at all surprised that you don't like Cat Stevens. Yeah, that's true. Uh, whatever happened to Maxi Priest? I'm looking up right now. I bet he has a rabid fan base. Probably huge. Maxi Priest. Wikipedia doesn't Died mind. 1997. <laughs> oh! Nope, he is 62 years old. Yeah. Um, he, uh, oh yeah, he did Close to You. Close to You is a good song. I just 
want to get close yeah, to Yeah, that's you. what I said. Okay, that's a good song. Uh, I do like that song. I, I, I mistitled it, but I, that's um, what I was thinking of. In 2014, he had an album called Easy to Love that entered the top reggae album charts at number two. Wow. And he played non-league football for the club South Hall. Wow. Okay. So he's doing fine. Yeah. Good for him. Playing non-league football in the UK, though, is just like... It's like you and your friends have... Like, that's... <laughs> to pick up league. Yeah. It's... Yeah. it's Everybody is a soccer yeah. player. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking at. I'll close my eyes. And Do you want me to hold it? You good? I'm shuffling them around. And I'm blinding myself. This one. Who did I get? Oh, good. I saved you from this one. Oh, good. UB40. Oh, there's always UB40. Always UB40. And it specifically has... It says on the back, UB40 Labor of Love 2... Which is the album that I had on cassette. Yes. You uh, mentioned. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. The English reggae group UB40 made a triumphant tour of the Soviet Union in 1986 and even had their album Rat in the Kitchen released on a Soviet label. Their name, taken from the designation of the Unemployment Benefit Card, reflects their concern with social issues. Their recording of Neil Diamond's song Red Red Wine made number one on the charts in 1988. What was the, what was the cassette you had? Labor of Love 2. Name one deep cut off of it. Uh, Kingston Town. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Off yeah. the dome. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Um, yeah, there's... Uh, they do... A, the Labor of Love albums are all covers. Albums. Mm-hmm. Red Red Wine's on the original okay. Labor of Love. They do uh, a song called Homely Girl that was originally by the Shy Lights. Do they do Can't Help Fall in Love With You? No, that was from the Sliver soundtrack. Oh. Uh, the, the, great movie. The... Uh, yeah, can't help falling the, the the that's the Elvis cover. That's yeah. the Sliver soundtrack. Um, no, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think I'm wrong. I think you're right. Okay. And and wasn't it Fools Rush In was the Sliver soundtrack? Uh, isn't it the same song? Wise man say fools. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, I can't remember. We're old. Uh, they do a Temps cover on Labor Love too. Oh, really? Do, the way you th- the way you do the things you do. Oh, I know that. I With hate the... it. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. I could probably go through the whole track list. That's I listened amazing. To you remember this? I liked it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but I know you hate UB40. Yeah. Wow. Two reggae back to back. Yeah. Well, what if this is all reggae? Ooh. That'd be miserable. All right. Here we go. Here we go. No reggae. No reggae. Oh, historic concerts. Uh, the Who, mm-hmm. Joshua Light Show, October 20th through the 25th, 1969. Oh. The Who performed Tommy. There could be a, there could not be a more sublime headline to greet New York rock fans in the post-Woodstock euphoria. Tommy was the first successful rock opera, and it brought fortune, international stature, and true artistic respectability to The Who. In the eyes of many, it legitimized rock as a valid art form. Many also believe the Who are on the strength of Tommy, then and there laid claim to the title World's Greatest Rock Band, which had all but been conceded to the Rolling Stones. Many Who fans remember the Fillmore East Tommy shows as the experience of a lifetime. Hmm. I am... I find the Who weird. I love the Who. I like the Who. I think Tommy blows. Is, that, you... the, uh, is that Pinball Wizard? Yes. yes. I like Pinball Wizard. The I, rock, I don't like Pinball Wizard. I don't like... The uh, the rock opera. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't appreciate that. that. Yeah, and e- but even if you are talking about rock opera, yeah. like the Who rock operas, I'll take Quadrophenia over Tommy. Is anyway. that a rock opera? Yeah, I thought that was just an album. 
No, it's a rock opera. Oh, wow. They made I, a movie out of both of them. I like... We've had this conversation. Yeah. And I want to bring it up again. Because I do like the Who in certain, certain... I like later Who when they're less like... Yeah, your dope. favorite Who song is Eminence. Eminence Front Rocks, <laughs> man. Fuck yeah. anyone who says Li- that. Living in a truck? Living in a truck. I still think about that. Living in a truck gets put off. Yeah. But like... I always, always, I've always heard, I swear I brought this up, but they're like, no, that's jock rap. Or that's jock rock. Yeah. And I was like, is it? Is I, it? I mean, I don't think it is other than just like culturally, you know, there were like dudes who listened to The Who. Yeah. Or like the jocks liked The Who. I guess so. Yeah. But they seem more like universal to me. Like, But I don't think that, I don't think there's anything about the music that is yeah. dumb or that is for jocks. Yeah. So much as it just sort of worked out that way. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. is it, it got a reputation as just like, you know, the football players like the Who. Yeah. But that doesn't, that's not the Who's fault. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. didn't cater to that. So. Yeah, I don't think Pete yeah. Townsend is like a jock at no, all. No, not at all. Um, yeah, he rules. Yeah, the no, rules. I love the Who rules. I just have never liked Tommy and I think rock opera just it's bad enough. yeah it's just it's don't do enough. that <laughs> this is one of the few rock concert uh cars that i actually am happy to have yeah okay cool yeah because it looks cool wait i just oh you just yeah it's my turn okay here we go this one oh awesome <laughs> nelson <laughs> and it's the whole band oh, not just the brothers fuck yeah it is god they are pretty motherfuckers this whole band is gorgeous <laughs> I didn't know that it was six guys in that band. Yeah, I thought it was just the twins. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of hair. That's a pull, man. Holy shit. Fucking Nelson. And like all color, they've got a redhead long hair, the two blonde brothers. Yeah. And uh, they've got like an auburn and a dark. They it's like that. All, all these pretty boys with their pretty long Look hair, metal hair. They're gorgeous. And Ricky Nelson's identical twins. Yep. Uh, third generation musicians Gunnar and Matthew Nelson are the identical twin sons of Ricky Nelson and the grandsons of Ozzy and Harriet. From early childhood, the two were performing music together. At age 10, they wrote and recorded their first song, Feelings of Love. <laughs> After playing on Saturday Night Live in 1986, they decided to take a break to make several major musical changes. Two years later, they recorded the album After the Rain. After the Rain. I couldn't name you a single Nelson song. Love and Affection? And After the Rain is the only two. Is Love and Affection a cover of Joan Armitrader? No. Okay, then I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I remember them being a thing. Because it was just, they're sort of iconic. These two blonde, pretty boy, identical twin hair metal brothers. But I don't know any of their music. I, they had two but I think songs. they rule. <laughs> you know what? It's awesome that they exist. For nostalgia, when they first came out, I was like, "Oh, this is so fucking bad." Yeah. Now I hear it, I go, "No, it's nostalgic. I like Nelson. it." Nelson, <laughs> good yeah. stuff. Well, that's a good poll. That is a good, good poll. I pulled. Fuck yeah! I picked a hot ass picture of Madonna. Nice. Oh. oh. Black like, hair with a little red streak in her front. Like a prayer era. Oh yeah. Occasionally, an artist emerges whose life and contribution appears to be larger than life. An artist who dress and every action to find the norms for others to follow. A public figure who is followed and scrutinized in infinite detail. This person loved this copy when they wrote it. Yeah. Less than a decade after the public emergence of Madonna, she has become the subject of numerous articles and publications as diverse as reference works, supermarket tabloids, and even PhD dissertations. 
This is an odd piece of copy. Yeah. But I had to come up with something, and there are a bunch of Madonna cards in this set. Yeah. Think, so. But this is a hot-ass picture. You think of that, though. Less than a decade. This is only, like, seven years into oh Madonna's God. career. That's crazy. She's so young. She's not... But she... At this point, I didn't even think she was young. I was like, oh, it's Madonna. She would be, like, 31 or 32, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And we still love Madonna, obviously. Yeah. Even though she's getting a little weird these days. She's getting very strange. <laughs> uh, okay, I got... Oh, here we go. It's the hair metal band you've never heard of segment yep. of Trading Card okay. Corner. Steelheart. Nope, never heard of That is a new addition to the who the fuck are they. Yeah. <laughs> we've, yep. we've not had them before. And, and they just look like, hey, draw, hey, uh, uh, AI, draw me a picture <laughs> of a hair metal band from the late 80s. <laughs> AI, create a hair metal yeah. band from the 80s. Hard rocking group Steelheart endured nine years of hard knocks before achieving major label status with the release of its self-titled debut album in 1990. Ooh, too late. So like... When this was printed, they'd been around for a while, but they just got their major oh, label that's debut. Rough, rough timing. We've definitely got steel hearts, says Michael. Says states Michael Matjevic. Nobody can do anything to us anymore that hasn't been done. It's like we're new on this scene, but we're already we're already just ground down to it now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! That's what it says. Members: Michael Matjevic, vocals; Chris Rizzola and Frank DiCostanzo, guitar. Jimmy Ward bass and John Fowler drums. Wow. Yeah. That's a good poll. Steelheart. Steelheart. That's a good name. I hope that they're from like some Midwestern industrial town. That yeah. That has been through as much as they hopefully have. Hopefully they're like in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. Or Cleveland, Cleveland where you're from. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Steelheart. I'll find out more about Steelheart and report yes, back. Yes, please. That's uh, a good poll. I but like I that. love when we get those. Yeah. Uh, like, who the fuck are these guys <laughs> that got a car? All right, I have... <laughs> I got a George Michael. Nice. Again, looking hot. Ooh, that's a thing, a new George Michael that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, that's a different one. This yeah. is him uh, with a white blousy shirt open mm-hmm. in front of an old-timey mic stand playing a guitar that maybe he knows how to play. I, I can never remember. Um, even before the breakup of Wham!, George Michael had begun to make his impact as a solo artist, first with the single Careless Whisper, then with A Different Corner, the first British number one hit written, the first British number one hit written, sung, arranged, and produced by the same man. His first single after the dissolution of Wham! was I Knew You Were Waiting For Me, a duet with Aretha Franklin. That's an okay song. That's not great. Mm. I don't know that one. I knew you, oh, you don't know? Oh, I don't think so. I think that's just timing. Yeah. It's kind of fallen by the wayside. It was a huge hit. But uh, technically his first single after when yeah. not his first solo single because it's a duet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good picture though. I like that. Cool. All right. There's three left. All right. Okay. I've heard of this band. I know zero about them. Poco. Oh, you know Poco. Uh, this is first of all. This is very. They're a '70s band, so it's very weird that they're doing '90s stuff. Yeah, well, they maybe they had like a new late period album yeah. at that time. That it was like the last guest. Yeah, I don't know any. I, I mean, I yeah, I I know Poco, but I don't know shit about yeah. them. 
Formed in 1968 by former Buffalo Springfield members Richie Fury and Jim Messina, like the members of Buffalo Springfield, who I don't know. Yeah. The country rock vocal and instrumental group Poco served as something of a laboratory for developing musicians and styles for the next 15 years. Original members Richie Fury and Jim Messina, Rusty Young on pedal steel, Randy, oh, Randy Meisner on bass and George Grantham on drums reunited in 1988. So they, that's why, but also they look like dads, but this picture is like very like sixties band in 88. Yeah. (laughs) Also like we're really cool. We're, we're relevant again. Yeah. Look at my bolo tie. All right. Here's, here's the songs. Did they do just remember? I love you. Maybe that was it. Um, but this is, I'd mentioned them. This is like Poco Pablo Cruz, Look at all the fucking members of that. I'm not going to read them all, but here's the all the past members of a band. Yeah, it's yeah, that's crazy. Oh, crazy love. That was a song. Mm. It happens all the time. This crazy love of mine. Soft rock. It's all yeah. soft. Rock. Soft rock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. My last one. Two cards left. This is your last one. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This is confusing. Okay, wait. Let's play a game. I'm gonna cover the. I'm gonna cover the name. Yeah. Would you be able to figure this out? Wait. Would you be able to figure that out? Yeah, it's Little Feet. Shut the fuck up. How did you get that so fast? <laughs> but this is like Little Feet is like old people. Yeah. What gave it away? I don't know. I just know Little Feet to look on them. Whoa. Formed in Southern California in 1969 by two former members of Frank Zappa's Mother Intervention. Little Feet first performed under the name Country Zeke and the Freaks. During, <laughs> That's did you cool know that? <laughs> That's a cool name. During the next decade, the group released nine albums but disbanded in 1979 following the death of leader Lowell George. Reorganized in 1985, the present Septet released the album Let It Roll three years later. That's yeah. amazing that you knew who that was. Yeah, I, I don't know why I know so much boomer shit, man. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> All right, one left. <laughs> the doors. Oh God. Uh, oh, it's just there's no information about it. It's just a list of their albums. Oh, because they're like even the doors yeah. don't deserve card on the back. Doors, nineteen sixty seven. Strange days, nineteen sixty seven. Waiting for the sun, nineteen sixty eight. The soft parade, nineteen sixty nine. Morrison Hotel, nineteen seventy. Absolutely alive, nineteen seventy. Thirteen, nineteen seventy one. L.A. Woman, 1971, and Weird Scenes Inside the Gold Mine, 1971. I owned almost all of those. Still do, technically. I'm glad that they even included the post, uh, post-Morrison album. But there were more than one. They recorded like two or three after Jim. What was the last time you dove deep into the doors? When I was 15. And that then, when you did, you dove deep. I bought all the CDs. I listened to a lot of the doors. And I would watch, I was, uh, well, I would have been, I guess, 16, because I was working at the library, mm-hmm. so I was old enough to work. And I just, like, I didn't steal the Doors movie, mm-hmm. but I just borrowed it and just, like, kept it <laughs> and watched it constantly. <laughs> Listen, the, the uh, that's a good movie. Oliver I'm, Stone. I'm here for that movie because well, of Val I, I love Val Kilmer. He's great in it. Yeah. He's fucking great in it, yeah. and I'm here for it. Yeah. When did you realize, fuck, the Doors suck? When I turned 17. <laughs> so it was one solid year. No, I, no, I specifically remember um, I bought Jim's book of poems. Mm-hmm. 
And that snapped me out of it. And you're like, like oh, reading this the poems, like divorced from the music. And I was like, oh, this is this is shit. And I was like, oh, he's not great. No. <laughs> wow. No, I liked the doors exactly when you're supposed to mm. like the doors. Like, that is a band that's cool for teenagers. But you gotta outgrow the doors. I, there's a, like adults who still think the doors the doors are cool. Um, I judge them. You I judge should. Them. <laughs> you should. But it's awesome to be into Jim Morrison when you're a 15 year old guy. Like that's is it? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It has its time and place. Okay. I'm glad that the doors exist. They serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to get past it. Yeah. That's part of the. That's part of the process. It's part of the journey. It's part of the process. Is when you figure out. Oh, this guy's not a hero. <laughs> he was just a drunk yeah. idiot rock poet. Who was really right? good looking. Yeah. Yep. Um, and now that Raymond Zarek's not around anymore to talk about how awesome Jim Morrison was. <laughs> I don't know how like every generation rediscovers Jim Morrison. I feel like there's diminishing returns on I think that there is. happening. And, yeah. and I don't know if like Gen Z are still getting to the doors. So. I don't think so at all. In the 90s, I still was. Okay. No, know? that makes sense. Yep. All right, well, that was Trading Card Corner. Wait, do you want to do a... Is there a trade involved? I mean, you got a good haul, unless you want, like, Nelson. I'm keeping will, Steelheart. I will trade you yeah. Little Feet for Nelson <laughs> or Maxi Priest for Nelson. Uh, Everything else I kind of want to keep. Yeah, I can't interest you in Poco. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you Little Feet for Poco. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll All take right. that trade. That works. I'll do a second trade, or you can say no. Yeah. Maxi Priest for Nelson? Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fine. It's all the same. This is the but same I'm definitely keeping Steelheart. Yeah, you got Steelheart. I got both reggae. As much as I love this Madonna picture, yeah. Steelheart is the fine. <laughs> That's fucking I'm, I'm great. Cur- I, now I'm going to listen to them and decide if they're good or not. I can't uh, wait for you to tell me what they're like. I feel like they're going to be better than Lord Tracy. Lord Tracy was rough. R- Lord Tracy sucked. And um, and then what was that other band uh, that was like, ooh, they're going to be like the Chili Peppers yeah, or, uh, I or can't Fishbone or something like that. And they were. But they that. were way, way worse. Yeah. Yeah. That was a disappointment. But I feel like Steelheart has something. Potential. Because, I mean, look, these these dudes, they, they're not pretty boys. They're hair metal No, they're hair metal they, they also, there's no makeup. It's just the hair. And they have the leather. And if they were doing it for nine years already at that point, that means they were there during like early 80s yeah. metal and they just kind of adapted to the hair thing. But I think that these are like maybe legit they, dudes. Maybe they come hard. Yeah, maybe they're like, you know, sort of like a poor man's Def Leppard. Uh, that would be interesting. Or something, you know, or or even um, a poor man's Judas Priest. Yeah. Right? Maybe they got something. Or even like accept. Oh, except right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I Hopefully, that. they're like legit metal. Yeah. Um, All right. You know, you they're not re- they're not Sunset Strip. You know, hair metal. Exactly. You'll have to report back. I will. Yeah. I will. Uh, but now let's get down to business. The big one. It's time for the music trivia quiz. This is the part of the mini episode when Kirk and I ask each other trivia questions from the music themed expansion for the board game Trivial Pursuit. This was published in 1985, which means it's about music only from before 1985, which means it's hard. But even though it's hard, Kirk has built a two-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. And when you win three in a row, as listeners, long-time listeners know, you win candy. Get them sweet, sweet And candies. you're candy eligible tonight. If you yes. win tonight, you get these chocolate-covered peanuts. Mm. 
Very excited. Uh, and if you lose, then your streak ends and we, we start all we over. We go all over again. And if you tie, then you don't get candy tonight, but we don't start all over. Yeah. All right. That's how it works. I'm excited. But since so you're good. defending, I you will ask me my questions yes, first. Yes, so you will pick, pick my card from here. Your card. Just gonna, I'm not going to overthink it. That's, That's all right. One. There go we go. Through. All right, here we go. Cover notes. What innovative 80s recording technique is abbreviated CD? Compact disc. That's so dumb. That was very new when this was published. No, you though. know what? That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. Let me ask you a question. This has nothing really to do with it. Yeah. They're, they're spelling disc D-I-S-K. Huh, yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I was like, that's weird. Uh, Mom, what relation was trumpeter Charlie Teagarden to trombonist Jack Teagarden? Uh, his son. Brother. Oh, okay. 50-50. Yeah. Uh, well, 50s. I almost said father. Uh, that's but, true. Yeah. 50s. What night of the week was Bobby Darren taking a bath in 58? Ooh, a Saturday that, night. That is correct, yeah. too. 60s. What kind of hairdos did the Ronettes sport? Beehives. Buffant. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Is You're there like, a difference? I don't know. Enough I think about there is. Dispute it, I okay. think a beehive's higher? Yeah, okay. That's my guess. Are you still got two. Uh, after Beatles. What firm believers in, div- in devolution dubbed their fans spuds? Devo. Why do they call them spuds? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. I never heard that. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's three. Yep. Ooh, boy. Area par. par. Anything goes. What's a man singing in when he pushes his voice into the treble range? A falsetto. Correct. Ooh, that was a good card for you, man. Four. Wow. That was... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for you to win a, candy. Oof. Yeah. You know, no, four's but, tough. But not impossible at all. Things have happened. Yeah. Well, you got five last time. I did. Oh, boy. All right. Let's... Right there. Just do it. All right. Here we go. This is for candy. You, you tell me when you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Cover notes. What Canadian folk rocker penned Wondering Where the Lions Are? I'm not ready. Uh, I don't even have to look. I know this one. Is it Neil Young? No. I don't know any other folker one. Folk, folk, or folk, folk rock. I don't know any other folk rock guy. Bruce Cockburn. Who's Bruce Cockburn? He wrote Wondering Where the Lions Are. <laughs> Do you know that song? Yeah, it's a good one. Fuck. Uh, you, <laughs> I should have picked this guy. Your mother should know. What word does the New Cab Calloway's Hepster's Dictionary defined as, quote, crumb crushers? Say it one more time. What word does the New Cab Calloway's Hepster's Dictionary define as, quote, crumb crushers? Drums? Nope. I don't even understand the question, to be honest. Teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Okay, so now I have to get all four to push. Just a tie, you have uh, to get everything right. It's already over. This. Yeah. Fuck. <clears throat> 1950s. Where are, quote, heavenly shades of night, unquote, falling for the platters? Where are God. heavenly shades of night falling for the platters? Where? Say it one more time. Sorry. Yes. Where, where? Oh, I'm sorry. I misread the question. Okay. When are heavenly shades of night <laughs> okay. falling for the platters? When? Yeah. At night? 
Uh, Do I need more specific? No. Night is not... <laughs> Heavenly shades of night falling at night. No, I don't know. It's an easy question. Twilight time. Oh. I would never have gotten that either. No. Wah, wah, you lose. Uh, the back rest, to the regular. The, the rest is an unfun kind of explanation. <laughs> it really is. Nineteen sixties. What Booker T and the MGs hit hardly vegetated on its way to selling a million. <laughs> you don't know that? Let me put it another way. Name a Booker T and the MGs song. Uh, Shotgun. No, but kind of close. That's the only one I know. You know Green Onions. Oh, okay. I would never have gotten that. Yeah, yeah. This is a rough one for me. Yeah, sorry. Uh, After the Beatles, what band did Carl Palmer play drums for just before joining Asia? Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yes. One right. You got one. It's the ELP question. No bagel. Anything goes. What part of a Stradivarius has never been successfully analyzed? And you get uh, multiple choice on this. The strings, varnish, or wood? The varnish. Yeah, cool. Why would you analyze You're varnish? varnish yeah. You got two. I got two. It's just not great. It's half as many uh, as I got. God. So no candy. No I'm candies. so sorry. I'm so sorry. You are not sorry. You're filled with I'm bile. thrilled. <laughs> Your happiness is directly inverse to my happiness. Exactly. But that's the end of the mini episode. Bye. Bye.